I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What will the EV revolution look like in 10 years? Will we all be forced to drive an EV? Will there be no new sales of ICE vehicles by 2035 across the U.S.? Will your Bronco, your prized possession that you nursed back to good health, become contraband? This may seem dramatic, but it is a growing concern of folks, especially as regulation pushes for more EVs on the road and more EV requirements and more EV infrastructure across the U.S., but also across the globe. So today, we're going to clear some things up, starting with the case of the California Advanced Clean Cars 2 regulations, also known as the 2035 ICE ban. Thank you to viewer Barry Wolf, who wrote in about this topic. It is great to clarify regulation. It can get confusing. You might not know what's going on in your state, but today we're going over what this ICE ban means for you. So thank you for tuning in to the Out of Spec podcast. I'm your host, Francie. It is great to have you in here today. Let's go back in time to set the stage a bit. In the 1970s, the state of California was granted a waiver under under the Clean Air Act that allowed it to establish air quality standards that could be more stringent than those in other states due to California's unique, challenging uh, issues with air quality in the state. Until the last U.S. presidency, administrations previously respected and upheld this waiver. But in 2019, the Trump administration attempted to revoke California's ability to set its own emission standards. But this wasn't completely successful. There is an ongoing case, actually, that centers on the U.S. EPA's decision to allow California last year to continue implementing its clean car rules via the waiver under the Clean Air Act. Now, there's a lot of federal regulation requirements, laws, policies coming into place also on the state level and the local level. And these requirements are definitely relevant to us all. Now, I'm not going to dive into all of those here, but if you're interested in those topics, for instance, uh, by 2027, government agencies are required to transition to buying only zero emission light duty vehicles. And there's a question of what that means for how they're going to charge. Are they going to depend on the public charging network? Do they have the resources to 
install their own chargers so that their employees can charge their their EV vehicles and be able to take them on the road, just as they were able to do their work efficiently with the ICE vehicles. We'll see. But just let me know in the comments uh, if you find this interesting and if you'd like to dive into more of this stuff. So now jumping to 2022 last year, this is where we will begin to speak about the 2035 California ICE ban, aka the Advanced Clean Cars 2 regulations. A measure was approved by the California Air Resources Board in August of 2022. This requires all new cars, SUVs, and pickup trucks sold in the state to generate zero tailpipe emissions by 2035. But this is a staged ban to get to that final stat of zero tailpipe emission cars on the road one day, but at least sold as new cars in the state. The new regulation accelerates requirements that automakers deliver an increasing number of zero emission light duty vehicles each year, beginning in model year 2026. Sales of new zero emissions vehicles and plug-in hybrids will start with 35% model year 2026, build to 68% in 2030 and reach 100% in 2035. Previously, California had some other things going on that were relevant in this space. In March of 2012, the board approved the Advanced Clean Cars program, and this includes the low emission vehicle regulations that reduce criteria pollutants and GHG emissions from light and medium duty vehicles for model years 2015 to 2025. To be clear, the ICE ban does not ban used sales of ICE vehicles or make you get rid of the ones that you already have. That is not what is happening here. You can keep them. You can buy them used. But when you buy an EV, you will be assured or you could be assured by the regulations uh, that California is forcing automakers to meet. There's specific criteria. For instance, battery electric and fuel cell vehicles will need a minimum range of 150 miles to qualify under the program. They have to include fast charging capability, and they must come equipped with charging core to facilitate charging, and there are other warranty and durability requirements that they must meet as well. They also point to the inequities of this kind of issue, that the most affected by the pollution caused by gas power vehicles are disadvantaged communities, low-end communities, and communities of colors, and this is not in California, but globally. You've heard about this trend before, and they experience not only just impacts of this, but also disproportionate impacts from air pollutants and greenhouse gases, among other inequities that increase residents' health vulnerabilities. So that is a consideration here. So what about the question, is this feasible? Is it reasonable? Let's dive in. EVs are notoriously more expensive than ICE vehicles. We've seen pricing go down a bit, and that's great, but they remain on average higher than ICE vehicles. So what if you want to buy a new car? And not a used ice, you want to go EV, but you just can't swing it. We've seen the tax credits that really favor those folks who don't make as much money and um, still want to be a part of the EV revolution. So California does have initiatives of, as well. For instance, they have the Clean Cars for All program. Get up to $9,500 to scrap your older vehicle and opt for a cleaner option. Additionally, they have the Clean Vehicle Reba Rebate Project where folks can get up to $7,500 to purchase or lease a new plug-in hybrid, battery electric, or fuel cell electric vehicle. Then there's also the financial assistance for low-income consumers. So this helps California's lower-income consumers to access financial options, loans, to either purchase or lease vehicles, and they also, up, also offer up to $7,500 in down payment assistance. So these programs do seem to be like absolutely essential if we're going to make like make this equitable. You can't just expect everyone to be able to buy an EV with the prices that we see on the 
on the day-to-day in this day, I don't know about 2035, but we have to level the playing field. If you're going to force people to buy a new EV, you got to help them get there, even if their budget is a bit more limiting than others. What about infrastructure? Can infrastructure meet the EVs that are going to be on the road. California has some of the strongest infrastructure in the U.S. in terms of EV charging. According to the California Energy Commission, as of mid-2023, California has installed more than 91,000 public and shared chargers, including nearly 10,000 DC fast chargers. Is that enough? What do you think? How, like, exponentially does this have to grow to meet the demand that is going to continue to be an EV? For instance, EV sales in California as of the end of quarter two in 2023 for BEVs, PHEVs, and FCEVs, that was at 1.6, it was over 1.6 million. 1.1 million of those units were battery electric vehicles specifically. California is an incredible market for EVs. Uh, Finally, what you might be considering, well, I'm just one person with my ICE vehicle. Like, what's my impact really? Like, why aren't we focusing on the giant trucking industry that disproportionately emits more greenhouse gases and pollutants that affect us more than me, just driving my measly old car? Well, fear not. In August of 2022, the California Air Resources Board also introduced a proposed advanced clean fleets regulation. This would specifically aim to ban sales of new big diesel rigs by 2036. The response from the trucking industry included comments about how this will cause chaos and dysfunction. But it also points to the work of Tesla with the semi-trucks to be even more and more imperative to not only make a a great option to match the regulation, but meet the standards that our trucking industry has as well um, to make the transition more and more feasible. What about the rest of the U.S.? At least nine other states are looking to implement the ban as well. Specifically, under the Federal Clean Air Act of 1970 and Section 177, states have to make a choice either way. Either they must adhere to the federal emission standards or adopt California's more stringent standards. Now, how that was affected um, by the waiver trying to be revoked by the, revoked by the Trump administration, I'm not exactly sure. But since that isn't necessarily official, I'm pretty sure this still stands. States have to meet some sort of standard. And some of them actually are following the regulations. 17 states have followed these regulations, but only a handful have announced that they will enforce the Advanced Clean Cars 2 rule and ban the sale of new ICE vehicles. These include Connecticut, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Rhode Island, and Washington. Do you live there? What have you seen? There are some other specific instances where states are putting their own spin on things. Uh, Colorado, where you might be surprised about this, but their governor is not just going for a full ban. While they are EV forward, they have a goal of 80% of new EV car sales by 2032. They're focusing more on affordability and practicality than a full out ban by a certain date. We'll see what happens there. Vermont, on the other hand, lawmakers have approved changes to the clean car requirements to move towards a ban of new ICE vehicles being sold as soon as 2030. So last I checked, they still have to get approval from their secretary of state. But let me know, are you in Vermont? Has that happened? I didn't see that that has officially been approved by the secretary of state. What about the automakers? How are they going to go forward with this? Well, we know that there are automakers that have made the full EV pledge. This includes GM, Ford, Volkswagen, Mercedes, Volvo, Jaguar, and they have announced their plans to go fully battery electric, ranging from like 2030 to 2035. So they're tracking with this. Um, By model year 2030, these regulations in California and perhaps other states that will enforce it require the vehicle to maintain at least 80% of electrical range 
electric range for 10 years or 150,000 miles. By model year 2031, the individual vehicle battery packs are warranted to maintain 75% of their energy for eight years or 100,000 miles. So this regulation is not only just saying you have to buy an EV, but we're looking out for you. We're trying to give you EVs that match the standards that should be in place. What do you think? Are those standards too high, too low? Give me your input in the comments about kind of what you think automakers should be held to in terms of the the EVs that they're making and going to be forced to put on the market as new cars if they're going to be selling them in these states or countries, as we'll get into. Of the automakers who have commented, we've got a few comments from GM and Stellantis. So first, from GM. General Motors in California have a shared vision of an all-electric future, eliminating tailpipe emissions from new light-duty vehicles by 2035. This was said by a spokesperson in a statement. They continue on. We look forward to working with California as well as other states, localities, and the federal government on complementary policies to achieve this shared vision. What about Stellantis? One of their spokespeople said, Stellantis is committed to a net zero carbon emissions by 2038, evidenced by our recent $35 billion investment in vehicle electrification and related software towards the introduction of the U.S. market battery electric vehicles by 2030. These actions support the goals of California's Advanced Clean Car 2 rule. So we've got support there, clear support. They're hand in hand with California on this transition. Globally, California is not alone in this kind of regulation. Canada announced a phase-out schedule that nearly tracks California's. The United Kingdom's I-SPAN was originally scheduled to take effect in 2030, but due to pushback from automakers and other industry players, it has been pushed back, pushed back <laughs> to 2035. Meanwhile, the European Union has endorsed a plan to eliminate automotive carbon emissions by 2035, which means no new EVs could be sold by then, and a portion of the EU countries, including Italy, Portugal, and Romania, had also called for a compromise look, we'll meet you there, but can we push it to 2040? And of course, Norway has their goal of uh, 2025 goal of prohibiting sales of all vehicles using fossil fuels. So this is not only happening in California, it's happening across the US. It's not only happening in the US, it's happening across the world. Where do you live? Are you in the States? Are you in Canada? Are you in elsewhere? Let us know what the regulations look like for you. Comment below. I'd love to have a conversation here about you know, these regulations are going to continue to come into play. Do we think California is a good skeleton to apply to other states, um, other societies? Do you think that the automakers are going to be able to meet the regulations? Do you think that the public charging infrastructure is going to be able to meet the demand of EVs on the road? Let us know in the comments below. Again, thank you to our listener for suggesting this comment. I do think it's really interesting and really relevant, and it's important that we are aware of regulation that's being passed that has anything to do with the EV revolution. Thanks again for tuning in today to the Out of Spec podcast. Please email us if you have ideas at podcast at outofspecstudios.com. And you can always tweet me at hey underscore Francie. I will see you next time. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.